Okay, good evening. Uh, we have another program. Nice to to um, have another interesting program here in Wisdom of My Teachers. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Parsha of this week. Parsha of this week is Yitro. And uh, Yitro is a very interesting Parsha. Uh, I'm just going to do a little bit of an introduction, but we have here um, a beautiful guest, uh, Leah, and Leah is going to talk a little bit about the Parsha of um, this week. We know that Yitro is the father-in-law of uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, and uh, believe it or not, um, he was someone that uh, convi- uh, conveyed or combined in, in Moshe Rabbeinu's um, he helped Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu. He understood what he had to do. And, well, that is a big schutz. Uh So with that, I, I am going to let Leah continue with this beautiful Parsha that will teach us such beautiful things. Uh, it's the, the revelation of the Mount Sinai and the Ten Commandments. So with this, I leave you with uh, Leah this time. Hi, Leah. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. So this Thanks. this Parsha Yisro is very, very interesting. And it um, it's, you know, has to do with, with the Ten Commandments. So I'm going to talk about the Midrash. And the Midrash asks, like, how were the Ten Commandments written? So five were on the tablet and five were on the other. So that means okay. that, so that means that there was five opposite five. So on one, it was like, it says, I am Hashem, your God, and you shall not kill. You shall not recognize the gods of others. You shall not commit adultery. So you shall not take the name of Hashem in vain, and you shall not steal. Remember the Shabbos day. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. You shall not covet. So there's a logic in the pairing of the commandments. And the Zerashimshim points out using Kabbalah. So, and, and one of them is like saying, I am Hashem, your God, and you shall not kill. So, that is telling us that Hashem is our God. It's, it's a warning to a person to concentrate during davening. Because prayer without concentration is like a body without a neshama. So, Rabbi Eliezer said to his students, when you are davening, you have to know before whom you stand. So, that's obviously in um, book of so that is why the first commandment i am hashem is paired with the sin of murder murdering someone is akin to separating the neshama from its body and that is similar to the act of praying without concentration which is like creating a body without a soul so another reason i am hashem your god stands opposite you shall not murder is because b'nai yisrael killed hor who was trying to stop them before they created the golden calf Transgressing the commandment of you shall not murder led to the sin of Agel, which was transgression of I am Hashem, your God. And number two, you shall not recognize the gods of others. You shall not commit adultery. One was one who engages in immortal relationship will give birth to a strange or foreign children who will anger their creator. 
Abodazara is referred to as an illicit relationship that a person indulges in while married to someone else as a verse writes, and they have strayed after foreign gods. And that's in Devarim. And three, you shall not take the name of Hashem in vain. You shall not steal. One who steals will end up swearing falsely, says in Rashi. And that's in Vayikra. Furthermore, the Gemara points out that any place where people carelessly refer to the name of Hashem, you will find poverty. So, the Zerah Simshon says, Someone who mentions Hashem's name in vain brings poverty to the world. This means that on some level, they are transgressing the commandment of you shall not steal. By stealing the goodness that Hashem would have provided, their behavior ensures that goodness isn't bestowed. 4. Remember the Shabbos day. You shall not bear false witness. A Jew who keeps Shabbos testifies that the world was created by Hashem's utterness. One who gives false testimony corrupts his own speech. This, this leaves him unable to testify that Hashem created the world, which is the point of Shabbos. And there is more. Truth, truth keeps the world alive, while falsehood destroys it. So one who uses his mouth to utter falsehoods cannot possibly provide testimony about Shabbos, so which is a memorial that upholds the uh, existence of the world. So we did already four. I'll do five. So five is honor mm -hmm. your father and mother. You shall not covet. The Gemara says in Avodah Zara says that Rish Lakish says that let let us give thanks to our forefathers, and if they hadn't sinned, we would never have been born. So. Let's see, and, um, and it's very, really very, interesting very because interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Rashi explains that as long as these men's greatness were around, we would never, like, we would have never been considered anything at all. So, uh, you know, honoring parents, um, honoring parents, I, I believe that implies that we we should honor them to a point that you know we should see Hashem you know like you know it's really it's really important and I heard this uh, interesting story that there was a couple whose child couldn't stop crying for days after and they take it to the doctor and the doctor says you know your child is healthy nothing is wrong with it but you know like you should leave it here overnight to see like what is going on so they left them in the mm -hmm. hospital. And they call up their Rav in Eretz Yisrael, and then they were crying. They said, please, Rav Davin, at the Koisel for us, because we cannot be there right now. Please, please, mm -hmm. please. And the Rav said, okay, yeah, no problem. And the Rav was praying, and he had this thought in his mind, you know, that one of the cup, you know, like the, the, the husband um, was a very big businessman. And he knew that maybe that he was very busy and the only time he would probably talk about business was probably during Shabbos. So, um, a few days later, the Rav calls the, um, the couple and says, can I ask you a question? And the couple says, sure, Rav, no problem. What is it? They said, do you, uh, what, you know, like, what do you guys do on Shabbos? Oh, like we have our, you know, lunch and our dinner and whatnot. And we spend time with, 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 with family. We say the Parsha. What else? Oh, you know, we also talk about business. So, okay, now that's a problem. Whenever you talk about business, it basically brings a separation between Shabbos and, you know, it's, it's, it's purity. You know, Hashem said, exactly. like, on the sixth day, like, I want you to stop what you're doing, right? So, and, um, so, like, so too, like, you shouldn't speak about, 
um, work or anything related other than Shab you know Shabbos, anything spiritual. So the Rav asked the couple to take in another or a Kabbalah oh. that they will never talk about business ever again, especially on Shabbos. Oh. I said, of course, oh. Rav, no problem. So they made that Kabbalah. After they made that Kabbalah, they go to their child in the hospital and they found out that the child is healthy and the child has stopped crying and everything is okay. Oh. And they took the baby home and they... That's oh. uh, so beautiful. You see, sometimes, you know, we take we take for granted our heritage mm. because maybe we you know we were not inspired by one of our teachers or whatever and what is happening right now if we apply uh, the torah portion to our day to day uh what are we seeing specifically you know we're seeing that uh we have a moshe rabbeinu that his family uh, was you know he grew up in a non-Jewish environment, right? Mm -hmm. And what do we learn from that? That from that non-Jewish uh, environment, he was able to identify what his essence was. That no, he was not a magician. No, he was not you know an idolatrous. No, he, I mean, he, yes, he did do something with, with one of the, you know, of, uh, people that wanted to kill a Jew. Yes, we do know that. But he, he was defending his essence, which, uh, which is the Jewish people. And then, you know, he, he didn't want to do all this work because he knew that he was un, uh, unable to do it. But Hashem... He gives them the, what is it called, the courage to go for it. And he broke his essence, his nature, I'm sorry, not his essence, but his nature to go up and, and entrust a ship mm -hmm. to what he had to do. You, you touched something very interesting about the Ten Commandments. And you said something very beautiful regarding uh, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, which is the first commandment. It's interesting that it doesn't say, you know, love your God, you know. No, he's saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And so what does that really mean? Yes, uh, historically, we were taken out from Egypt, but spiritually, it means that we are not confined to any limitation. When we get into a limitation mode is when we really um, lose it because we think like we're, you know, we, we, we forget the essence of being a, a Jew. And you also touched something very interesting, is it not to kill? And kill can be, like you said, um, putting a bad word to someone or putting him down or putting her down or criticizing. And in today's matching um, reality, you know, with girls and boys wanting to do them. Parents don't realize the errors that they do when 
two people, you know, seem to get along very well, but one bad word of a parent towards their children can really make it so that they may not find their shared. Why? Because they kill with their voices talking bad about the person that they feel uh, that, you know, that, that there is a, a, a connection. So we have to be very careful in learning about these commandments. But we can say, oh, yeah, we know them. Yeah, we do we really know them? Do we really? Do we really? Honoring our parents, today's reality, we don't have time. We're always busy doing other things and honoring them is is a way of honoring Hashem because your parents are exactly the image they say that how you behave with your parents is how you are behaving towards a ship. So that is also very important. It's also important yeah. to... Yeah, go ahead. I want to add, mm-hmm. it's really important that when they say that you have to honor your parents, right? As if you would honor Hashem. You should also think, because it's, it's kind of tricky here. Sometimes we may not see it, but it's as if we're mm-hmm. idolatrizing, you know, using our parents as idols so to speak, because if we're doing, if if they're saying you can't do this, you can't do that, that's not really, you know, so it's, it's, uh, you know, saying you can't do this, you can do that. And even though it's, um, it's, it's, it's not right of them and it's, it's the right thing to do. And they're saying not to do it and you Uh are obeying it. That's kind of also like a, so to speak, contradiction, is it? It's a contradiction. It's a contradiction. Say no. Oh, you you don't have to tell me. I know better. And then at the end, what happens? They come back to you, your children. And you, you know, one day, you, all of you will be parents. One day, mitzvah, mm-hmm. and you will say, "Wow, if I would have listened to my parents, a you know, I would have been able to see clear." That's the, a natural human beings. We're naturally wanting to experience our things by ourselves. But we forget that our parents have gone through life. They know that, you know, there's ways that are not conducive to Torah and there's ways that are conducive to Torah. And here, the most important thing is to understand that without Torah, the life is very dull. It is not alive. Torah brings life to us and to the world. And it's so important to keep understanding that there's a flow. There's an, you know, now they found in quantum physics that the flow, the Hebrew letters have an intelligence of, uh, they're intelligible. What does that mean? That they have energy. That by pronouncing the Hebrew, we create angels. We create creations. We create realities. So that is also very important. And then uh, one other thing that, I mean, you mentioned that was very interesting. The par adaba. 
you know, after 40 days that they thought that Moshe was going to come down and he still didn't come down. People were getting uneasy. They were wanting to go back to, you know, to uh, Egypt. And we have to understand, Am Israel, Jewish people, had never known how to worship. They didn't know how to worship. So this paradigma that they started to worship was some, it was a new way how to really have some type of uh, understanding what it is to worship. Mm-hmm. It was on the, on the lower side of worshiping because at the end, there's not good or bad. It's, it's a different way of seeing. Uh, it's elevating the darkness elevating everything that 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 doesn't have life to give it life right right yeah so uh and then uh, what else do we have at the end you said about uh okay mount sinai that when uh, moshe rabbeinu sees that everybody's having a good time but a good time worshiping this idol the idol that the Egyptians, he said, they don't get it. You know, Am Israel is not getting it, so let's destroy these tablets. But maybe these tablets were not at the level of the the, the limited level of the human being. So what is the teachings? That Hashem is trying to help us elevate our essence, our neshama. And sometimes we need to go like we're doing right now in this moment, in this time. We have to go into darkness to bring the light. And with this, I uh, I want to thank you, Le- Leah, for this beautiful Parsha portion of Yitru, and please, if uh, you want to add something else, and just everybody, if you like our, our commentaries of the Parsha with the reality of today, that's what this program is all about, okay? So, Leah, your last, uh, last little comments that, that we can say. say. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And um, hope you have a beautiful Shabbos, an uplifting Amen. one, and that we should Amen. really, really take a look at the Ten Commandments and really take it upon ourselves to really follow what Hashem is really asking us to do and follow. So, that being said, thank you. And thank you. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next for next next parsha coming up so uh, remember listen to our program and if you have any questions uh there is a a uh, there is an email call girls must talk with mrs gertz uh, dot uh, at gmail.com so please uh you know let us know any questions you have, we would love to hear from you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Bye.